Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. WRKS Pickens Jackson. You ready? Let's go! Now live in the Bank Plus studio, where college football meets the all-lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming around the world live at the Out of Bounds radio app. And on your radio at ESPN 105.9. Where are you? The Zone. Hour number three of the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN, brought to you by Dr. Kirk Jeffries, eye care professionals, cataract surgery, routine eye exams, contacts, glasses, eye care professionals, Lakeland Drive in Jackson, I care professionals, Bell, Mead, and Flowood. Cataract surgery, uh, blade-free LASIK, and routine eye exams. Dr. Kirk Jeffries, I care professionals. We're streaming live on the Out of Bounds radio app. I want to thank you for going to Apple Podcast and Spotify. And hitting the podcast. Apple Podcast and Spotify searching out of bounds with Bow Bounds. We had one hell of a steak debate um, in really the first, well, hour and a half, but definitely the two segments in the second hour as far as, you know, how do you have your, your, how do you cook your steak and how do you order your steak, which I would think is one and the same. Um, other, everybody had fun with it other than Res Dog, and that guy's just got serious issues. Um, but now I was surprised at a couple of the responses. I did like Seth from T Town. Ketchup is inexcusable. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Heinz 57, A1, all, all that stuff on a steak is, is you know, nonsense. And I understand, you know, 
1971 and 83 and even 93, <laughs> unfortunately. But uh, It was just gristle. So you had to have steak sauce. I, I think you're right. You know, I, 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 and uh, if you're... It's meatloaf. You had to have sauce on meatloaf because yeah. otherwise it was just a loaf of weird meat. Yeah, I mean, like, people douse meatloaf with ketchup. Basically, yeah. Or the other sauces that we, we yeah. referenced. Now, when Jeff Jones cooked that Wagyu meatloaf. Yeah. What's well, a culinary elevation? It's a delicacy. Yeah. It's all about the ingredients and how you're preparing it. But yes, you're, we're thinking like, remember when what you ate was like Salisbury steak slopped in gravy, right? And not really and meatloaf slopped in I sauce. I tried to steer away from and, all that. Yeah. But most people, I mean, growing I up know, in school, we had it in school all the time, yeah. right? Oh God. I mean, that was, I, you know, I, yeah. and so that's, that's like, you go from that to I think some people are just ingrained to oh I my food should be saucy, yeah. I just think we're we're an environment in the South specifically, it's where be, it's because of gravy. Yeah, but we put it on we put some version of gravy it, on it, everything. But it but it comes out of the blue plate. I think or I agree. Just, uh, I agree. Southern soul cooking food. Everything needs extra butter, mayonnaise, sauce. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Awful, and because Southern cooking traditionally came out of how do we make something taste good out of ingredients that are sometimes thought of as leftovers or inferior. In, absolutely, yeah, yeah. People had no money. Correct. So they had to figure out ways. To, and I and look, if all you're eating was biscuits and gravy and a mystery some kind meat, of you know, yeah, crappy, you know, beef patty, something, squirrel yeah. meat, yeah, whatever it might be. Exactly. So you're, I get all that, but it is one of those things where now you you. I meet I have friends to this day that they have to sauce everything. Wow. Have to. I had a friend growing up who put ketchup on mac and cheese. That's a, that's a true statement. So they, they never shifted out of their first grade eating habit. I think a lot of people, I know grown men and women who eat like first graders. Uh, yeah. There's one of, an ex-girlfriend of mine, her best friend was a chicken nuggets girl. She would eat fried chicken strips, chicken nuggets, that was everywhere we went. Didn't matter what type of restaurant. Life's too short. That's what she was eating. That's all she would eat: chicken and fr- chicken nuggets and fries, chicken strips and fries, like maybe pizza. That was it. Wow. I can't imagine living my life that way. No, man. There's there's too much amazing food, Asian food, and Thai, and you know all the different things yeah. that we're even doing with. American food. Yeah, I mean anything. But yeah, I mean you've got the the meat and taters, chicken strips, people, and then uh, where their palate is still first grade level. What would you say the percentage is in the South in the Sun Belt? The p- a percentage of eaters who still eat at an elementary school yeah. palate. Yeah, sixty percent. Wow, fifty percent. Yeah, go just go look at the options that are look at the businesses that continue to open, right? The types of restaurants that, that continue to open, right? And look at their popular items. Look, OEC and all those fast food Asian restaurants are uh-huh. a perfect example. They were like, "Hey, you guys will eat rice, and if we douse it in pink sauce, you'll eat anything else we cook too." And now they make stuff bukus nasty. of dollars. Good lord. Yeah, but people drink it. My brother, it's like soup rice when he gets done with the pink sauce that's disgusting to me that's a stomach ache yes correct it's disgusting to me because it's just mayonnaise okay but people do that when we go to mexican what's the most ordered mexican restaurant dish here it's the p5 
You know what the P five is? It's literally rice and chicken doused in cheese sauce. I got you. That's it. Every every Mexican restaurant in within my speaking voice has a version of that dish. I, I didn't even ever think of that. I I worked at a restaurant. We so I used to work at Sombra. People would come in and and these young kids and ladies would order P five, and me being the smart A that I am would go. We don't have any numbers and letters on my restaurant. I don't know what you're asking me for. Even though I knew 100% what they were asking for. Really? I didn't because it got on my that. nerves. It got on my nerves. Like, first the off. P, the, so the P5 is something in the the standard 27 Mexican restaurants that are all that the same. In the metro area? Yeah, and they okay. all number their okay. their entrees or whatever. You know, a, I don't a, B, C, really D. go to Mexican restaurants. No, I know. Well, we go to Cazadores, and they don't yeah. do that. They're a, a better. I, I think they're yeah. slightly better. I love Cazadores. Okay. But yeah, they do. But they have a P5 there. They have the chicken and rice. Because... As Even sub- at Casadores? Yeah, it's not called that, oh, okay. but it, it's the same dish. It's rice, chicken, cheese sauce. It's the most generic five-year-old. I mean, again, what did I just tell you? Chicken nuggets and fries, chicken, rice, and cheese sauce. What's the difference? Wow. It's it's the most generic. And people order it all the time. When I worked at Sombra, I would have grown women come in and order that meal. And I'm like, you're an adult. Grow up. Wow. Oh, I, I hated it. I you, hate you it to this day. I'm a little mad. Tried to. I'm still salty right now about it. Like yeah. I don't know why. I just am. It makes me infuriated. Well, you came in salty about the Matt Leinart Booger McFarland debate on how on steak temperature. Well, Booger McFarland is infuriating. I don't understand how he got a job. I don't understand how he continues to get paid. I don't know how someone thought he would be good on Monday Night Football. I don't know why anyone puts a microphone in front of his stupid face. I hate him. Okay, so you're 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 not a big <sighs> I Booger, hate McFarlane Booger McFarlane fan. I hate him. Like I don't have that kind of animosity towards David Pollock or He's Desmond never Howard. on TV. Like you're you you not liking David Pollock is funny to me because I don't ever see him. I see him like twice on game day, right? And that's it. Now he's actually doing a lot more plugs. Desmond than Howard is all over game day. He is. That's a different one. I get that. Yeah, I get that. Okay, but I, and you know what's funny? We didn't get to talk to this about Mike Dettelier, but I it's something we I want to get into with him. Is Joe Burrow to the NFL what Pat McAfee has been to college game day? Yes, I the the NFL needed. So, uh, some more hot sauce and some more spice. Absolutely. And, and some more pizzazz. And just like game day, Burrow can back it up and he just doesn't give an F. Yeah. I he mean, he's give a damn. killing. And he's trending towards leapfrogging Mahomes, um, which is going to be extremely difficult to do. Or either they're both going to be just even Steven. And it's just going to depend on maybe this will kind be of the season or the weekend, wherever you are in your sports. You know, is this going to be the Manning Brady era that the NFL wanted but never really got? Yes. it might actually become you know, Burrow Mahomes for whatever reason. Peyton and the Colts couldn't get the magic going quite enough in the postseason. They did a little bit, but just not quite enough to give us what we want. This Mahomes Burrow thing could be wild. We'll have an Oklahoma State insider at 9.30 on Spencer Sanders going to Ole Miss. Hey, it's Kaylee.
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Listeners asking about Dylan Johnson, who entered the transfer portal, what feels like six months ago, but was just after the battle for the golden egg, uh, about a week later, maybe. And honestly, I don't know. I've heard all sorts of things. You know, Ole Miss made a run. Mississippi State's trying to keep him. South Carolina was trying to maybe get in the game, maybe Auburn. I mean, literally this stuff is, you, you don't know how many teams are really in it. Um, handlers are telling you it's seven. A lot of times it's one or none. So, you know, the the coach on the other side doesn't know what to do. Uh, your guess is as good as mine until it is uh, released. You know, he has, he has, he's not going to Washington. So, uh, yeah, he's going to stay somewhere close. I didn't ever think the Washington thing was going to um, be the the spot. But former, again, a solid, solid plus player. Um, had a hell of a second half against Ole Miss. He's had some other really good games. Uh, he's not he's not going to rip off really explosive plays, but he'll go get you. A lot of times, he'll go get you five uh, between the tackles. So. Um, yeah, he's not a, he's not a, uh, twitchy explosive guy where he can rip off an 18 yard run, 22 yard run type deal, but he can, he can pound he's physical and he's a good player. So Dylan Johnson, you know, he'll make his decision soon. Like a lot of these guys, uh, J rock wanted to know, is he, is he going to Ole Miss, Mississippi state or Auburn? <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine right now. And um, we'll just kind of see how that they they got Woody Marks back. They have Simeon Price. They signed a Hines uh, JUCO kid. You know they've got some some pieces there. And, and yeah, I don't know about the running back in Texas. He looks way too small to me to play in the SEC. But sometimes every now and then those guys can find a spot. I mean, what is he five nine a buck sixty? Uh, and I know somebody will come to me now with Devontae Smith, and let's pump the brakes. There's only what? One Devontae Smith every how many years? The, 
you know, the running back you're talking about, Seth Davis out of Katy, Texas, is listed on 247 at 5'7", 170. So he's 5'6", 160. Um, yeah. Yeah. Woo, you're getting heated with Kendall on the agup.com text line. He called the happy plate P5 thing a, a Mexican delicacy. It and that's disrespectful terrible. to Mexico and their culture. Uh, there are some amazing, you know, Tex-Mex and high-end quality places, but... The mocajete. No, that's a Mexican delicacy. It's good. Delicacy. Now, the last time we had it, it just didn't... It didn't... It's a Mexican delicacy. It, 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 but I need to go back. Yeah. I need to go back. You got to give it... You got to give it its due. I, I do. I do. Um, there's... I don't really go to many Mexican restaurants for lunch or dinner. I love Mexican food. I love good quality Mexican food. Well, that's assumed. I don't eat anything that's poor so, quality. I haven't been to Casadoras in a long time. Um, I haven't been to El Rio since August, which is a Tex-Mex, right? It is. Does that qualify in your yeah? World I think or? that's I think that's the definition. I think too. We don't eat. Okay, there's very little Tex-Mex around here. Now, I do get when my kids were little, Blake. And we were doing a bunch of sports, and well, you, you just need to fill everybody up. Correct. Rice, and beans, you could tacos. Dive in. I, you know, I could get a dosaki. Yeah. Wendy could get a, a margarita, and the kids could smash chips and salsa and dip. I I, I went yeah. through that that it, deal. I would rather eat at home. Um, that's we funny. eat at home a lot. I mean, you know, we cook at home a lot, and, and I would rather eat quality food. You know, like last night. We cooked some deer sausage, and then Wendy did some kind of three-bean soup with the deer, and then we put the okay. deer sausage in it. Yeah, see, I love a good that was plate of tacos. money for me. Like, I could go to Cazadores right now and eat and eat three tacos, well, you, rice, and beans. So, is Cazadores considered, like, the... the it's Mexican, though. It's not Tex-Mex. On a scale of one to five, it's five? In this area, yes, yeah. in my opinion. Now, the, the catch is, if you go to Texas... You can't come back here, and you'll be disapp- like it's yeah. a totally different world. Yeah. Okay, so so there's there are levels to this for sure, but given where we are but regionally, it, it's, it's, and it also suits a kid's palate whether you're whether you're 52 or you're really seven. Yeah, that is accurate. Like I mean, you that's, said, it's just all the same thing. It's just correct. beans, rice, chicken, and cheese yeah. or meat. If you've ever been to the a kitchen in a Mexican restaurant, there's not a lot of ingredients. It's no, just replicated. It's just all yeah. on the, yeah. It's just okay. what's It's seasoning. absolutely brilliant for those of... Food cost, yeah. Yeah. It's genius. I would have to believe their their margins are pretty damn good. Uh, I mean, And then, I'll, and then I'll, you, yeah. you serve, you know, crappy margaritas that are really sweet. <laughs> Um, that have about five percent alcohol, and you're just smashing sugar in your, in your. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Okay. That's a good way to be. All right. You know, I, I spent a month in Mexico. I ate lo- like authentic Mexican. Just so you know, it's not the same as all Correct. these Mexican restaurants around. Correct. Me. If you go to Texas, so when we got out into like Puebla, that's. Authentic Mexican. Correct. First off, they they season. We are dumbed down. We're we are the buffet line of seasoning Processed when it comes cheese. to Mexico food, Mexican food. Yeah. They can't go with all the spices as heavily as, I mean, but that's the same way as Thai food. If you get Thai food here and then you go get real, like it's not that this Thai food isn't real, but if you get it the way it's cooked at home in Thai, like it's just even more, you know, we, it feels like we as a country have to 
dumb things down. When my daughter went to Costa Rica, but they didn't go to a tourist town, they went into Costa Rica several hours and were out in a remote area in mm -hmm. village. She went, Dad, I get it now. She went, I ate clean for four days. It's a totally different world. Yeah. So Ireland was like that she, too. There weren't the preservatives. There weren't all these sauces. There was no cheese yeah. to, to, to just, you know. Coat everything. Coat everything. Yeah, Ireland was, was that way. just, you know, natural food deep in, kind of freaks me out now, but deep in the Costa Rican jungle. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, but she it, it dawned on her. She was like, you know, that's very natural, lacks preservatives, so on. Yeah, it's a different world. Right. Did we get anything accomplished in that five-minute rant? <sighs> no, but I still hate Booger McFarlane. Okay, Dylan Johnson, we're not sure what's going to happen. Uh, uh, let me do it like this. $100 at... at at uh, Pearl River Resort, the Golden Moon Casino, you go to the sports book. Hundred dollars. Dylan Johnson, yes or no? Is it Mississippi State next year? Oh, I have no idea, so I'll say yes. You would lean yes right now. Yeah. Okay. Well, you asked. You made me pick. Yeah. I, which way would you? I mean, because it's a. I think you you can not know and still have a lean. Uh. Legitimately, if you need to make all right a thousand dollars, you actually need to make the money back. You don't want to lose a thousand dollars. Are you really leaning yes, he comes back? Because yes. I would have said no. Yes. Interesting. All right. Yeah. So. I like it. Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook, baby. Uh, I saw those um, billboards driving out of yeah. Birmingham and through Tuscaloosa as far as. Uh, Dude, about to be some money-making time for the uh, March Madness. Oh, man. I can't wait. Yeah. Is Alabama going to win the national title? Give me whoever's playing Kentucky if they get in. Can you imagine if they they haven't ever been to the Final Four? Can you imagine if Alabama, if Nate Oates can do this? Which, by the way, Blake, Tennessee and Auburn can both play too. Yes. And Kentucky's getting warmed up. If this all plays out, we're going to end up with a stacked, stacked SEC going into February because Bama can ball, Tennessee can ball, Auburn can ball, and Kentucky's getting their act together. And that's not the only, but those are four teams that can beat your you-know-what. What's the difference in Alabama and those other three teams? Well, uh, Alabama's more complete today. Oh, Don't I was, put it past yeah. those other three teams to do something freaky in March. I was going to say none of their fans know they're playing basketball. Well, that's a great point, but I, I didn't know. I thought you were talking about as far as March Madden. Bama could win it all. But but Cal's got two players. I mean, more than that, the two players that I really love. It's just a matter of Cal gets in the way. Uh, Cody Nagel, Go Pokes, 247 Sports on Spencer Sanders. Coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. 
And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Mack Hike and Flowwood. If you're in the market right now for a pre-owned or new SUV or truck, Mack Hike and Flowwood. That web address. I just said web address. MacHikeFlowwood.com. Oh, my goodness gracious. MacHikeFlowwood.com for your next Ram truck. Pre-owned or new SUV or truck, and then take it down to Rick's Pro Truck in Flowwood. We're live in the Bank Plus studio, and our guests join us on the Patron Añejo Tequila Guestline, 100% Blue Agave. Agave, super premium tequila. And you're listening Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. And we welcome in Cody Nagel with uh, Oklahoma State. Go Pokes, 247 Sports. And Cody, what a wild week last week. Ole Miss lands Spencer Sanders. They're all fired up. Uh, They now have three, you know, qualified quality quarterbacks, two that have played a lot of ball. Um Spencer Sanders played for four years at Oklahoma State and was very successful. How would you describe his tenure at OK State? Yeah, I think you know he's he's obviously one of the you know best quarterbacks they've had in program history. Um, just when you look at the the record books and kind of where he ranks on you know all those all those stats, um, you know, I think he's the the second winningest quarterback in program history. Um, I think if he actually would have finished out the season um, healthy. Um, you know, maybe they would have won a couple more games and he probably would have um, at least matched uh, Mason Rudolph's mark and, and maybe even passed it. So, yeah, definitely, you know, one of the most successful quarterbacks in program history. And, um, you know, just the, the one thing that always stands out to me that, you know, everyone always asks about, um, you know, is his competitiveness. Um, I don't think there was, you know, you can make the argument there wasn't anybody on the team that was as competitive as Spencer Sanders. Um, you know, he he took every game that, every game seriously, you know, even some of the non-conference games, you know, he would, he would come out there, you know, wanting to, to put up big numbers and everything like that. So, yeah, just his competitiveness stands out. And, you know, Ole Miss is definitely getting, you know, a good experienced quarterback for sure. All right. So, uh, very productive. What happened at the end? Shoulder surgery? I mean, not surgery, shoulder injury that he was fighting through, Cody? Yeah, I, I believe that's what it was. It, it started... Um, I believe back in probably week five or so, um, early October, I think it was Texas Tech that I believe he got hurt. Um, and and there was actually some questions as if he was going to play the next week at TCU. Um, ended up going out starting, um, and then TCU came back from you know 27 down or something like that. Um, but then as the season wore on, you could tell you know his his shoulder just it wasn't right. Um, you know he he was you know as the as games would go on. You could tell his his strength would wear down, and some of those deeper mid 
mid-level throws would, would kind of land short. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's what it was ultimately that kind of led to him, um, you know, kind of not really playing much those those last four games. Okay. Uh, so, Oklahoma State, I mean, are the fans devastated that he left? Um, it, it depends on who you ask. You know, he's, he spent five years here. You know, he had that redshirt year in, um, I believe it was 2018 or so. Um, so, you know, he, he spent five years here. He'd done his time here. I think it was more kind of how he left that maybe upset some people. Um, you know, there was some, some talks that, you know, he was, he was actually planning to return and then, you know, the, the portal opened up and, um, he, he entered his name right away that, that first day. Um, and then there was some controversy with him that he actually tried to come back. Um, you know, he hadn't, hadn't landed anywhere yet, but tried to come back about halfway through bowl prep, um, and wanted to play in the bowl game and, um, it sounds like, you know, the, the coaches basically, you know, said, no, at this point we're, we're moving on, um, and, and kind of split ways at that point. So there's some, some kind of mixed feelings with, with that. But, you know, I think overall, I think most fans are, are, you know, once everything kind of settles down, you know, you ask fans in a couple of years, I think everyone will be pretty appreciative of, of what he did for the program. Oklahoma State insider Cody Nagel on the Out of Bounds show in the Patron Añejo Tequila guest line. So, uh, what did, what does he do better? Uh, did he throw it or run it better? Um, I think I think he throws it better when he's got protection. That was one thing that that Oklahoma State always kind of struggled with these past few years was consistent offensive line protection. Um, you know, obviously he can he can get out of the pocket and make plays with his legs, um, but I think when he's got a consistent you know pass protection up in in front of him. Um, I think he actually is a, a pretty good passer. Um, a lot of his mistakes, though, and, and interceptions came with, you know, pressure in his face, um, and, and then he would kind of force some mistakes and stuff like that. But, you know, I think back to the, the Big 12 title game last year when he had, I believe it was four interceptions in the game. You know, most of those were, you know, he had a Baylor defender basically right in his face and was kind of just trying to get rid of the ball. Um, you know, he probably should have taken a sack and, and not had the turnover, but, you know, I think when he's got protection in front of him, I think he actually is a is a pretty decent passer. Okay, he ran a lot though, right? Over a hundred carries a year when he was playing. Yeah, and and that was part of the the offense too. Was you know there was a lot of design runs for him too, which you know I'm I'm sure you know him being a dual threat quarterback that that'll fit well with with Ole Miss and you know what Lane Kiffin can do with him. But yeah, I think you know it, he's a pretty balanced quarterback as far as dual threat, but. You know, I think people kind of underappreciate his his passing numbers just because of you know when you look at the interceptions and stuff like that. But you know, I think if if he can get you know consistent pass protection in front of him, I think those those numbers will be you know more consistently in the in the high two hundreds, you know maybe three hundred yards per game average. Dang. Um, so he's not guaranteed to beat out Jackson Dart, who had a heck of a year for Ole Miss. Are you surprised he chose Ole Miss, and are, are you surprised that he didn't have more teams coveting him? Yeah, to, to be honest, when I saw that, you know, obviously I knew Jackson Dart was there, and then I saw that they had gotten um, Walker Howard. I I assumed he was going to Auburn because I knew they were in the mix as well. Um, so then when when that announcement came whatever day it was last week that he was going to Ole Miss, I, I was kind of surprised. I thought, okay, is there, is there something else here that, that we're not reading into is, is Jackson Dart, you know, not coming back was, or, I mean, I didn't know what, what the story was there, but I mean, yeah, to have, to have three quarterbacks in the room there, um, you know, he, he's not afraid of competition. 
uh, he, he's going to go out there and, and compete for that starting job. And um, I think, you know, he asked me if, if I'm surprised there wasn't, you know, more teams coming after him. Um, I think a, a little bit. I think that, I think he was surprised um, just for, you know, I think he thought the market would be, be, be better for him. Um, and like you said, there, there really wasn't a whole lot of teams that, you know, at least that we know about that really expressed interest in him. Um, you know, I believe it was Ole Miss, Auburn, and uh, maybe one or two others. So, yeah, there, there wasn't a whole lot of, you know, of, of value for him really on, on the transfer market. That's strange. Cody Nagel, Oklahoma State insider, talking Spencer Sanders, who left Oklahoma State and joins the Ole Miss football team. Um, talk about his personality. What's he like? Yeah, he, he's kind of different. You know, he's he's reserved – um, kind of quiet, you know, anytime we'd have him for, you know, media availability and stuff, he, you could tell he, he didn't really want to be there and didn't really want to talk. Um, you know, he really couldn't wait to get out of the room and, and go, you know, go hang out with his teammates or, you know, go back to his apartment or, or whatever. But, um, you know, just from being around him, he's, he's kind of quiet and reserved. Um, but obviously once he gets, once he gets on the field, that's, it's, you know, a different personality and he's, you know, pretty, pretty vocal. Um, that was something that definitely changed, you know, the more experienced he, he became and, you know, the more years he spent in the program, um, you know, he became more of a, a vocal leader. I remember his, his first couple of years starting, you know, he he really wasn't that, you know, kind of vocal leader. There was some other, you know, experienced guys in the offense that kind of took that role. So, you know, as he became older, that was kind of, you know, his his role on the team. Um, you know, one thing that, that stands out that I, that I know about him, he's uh, an avid fisherman. Um, I, I think when he's not probably practicing or watching film he's fishing somewhere what wherever that is um, i don't know where his his secret spots were here around around stillwater but i'm sure he'll find uh find plenty of spots in, in mississippi um uh, would you say he's he's fast would you say he's just super athletic is he explosive when he's running the football how, how would you describe that um he, he's got good speed but i think just his his kind of shiftiness and he can it's it's hard to describe honestly but the way he can make somebody miss um it's kind of like he puts somebody on on roller skates to be honest um you know a lot of his scrambles um you know he'd get downfield and he'd be you know even making making some safeties and, and quarterbacks miss that probably are are even just as just as athletic as he is so um, yeah, he's he's got some speed. You know, he I wouldn't say necessarily breakaway speed that he's gonna you know beat out every defensive back that's that's out there. But you know, he can he can get to the those third levels and everything. Um, but yeah, just his shiftiness and um, just just the natural playmaking ability. To be honest, that sometimes you you really can't even describe. Cody Nagel, uh, Oklahoma State insider, go Pokes two four seven Sports. He joins us on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN one hundred five nine The Zone, uh, talking Spencer Sanders to Ole Miss. Uh, so if he doesn't win the battle in the spring, what do you think he would do? I guess he's got an option to to bounce and land somewhere else because of a, a grad transfer. Is that right? What What do you know about that? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure how that works. To be honest, um, I, I guess my understanding was, you know, he's got, he's got one year of eligibility remaining. It's that that extra COVID year, um, so he basically just has has one shot, and and maybe that's why it took so long for him to land somewhere, is he, you know, really wanted to know, you know, 
or find some place that he felt he could win that starting job. And obviously that's, that's not guaranteed at Ole Miss. And, you know, maybe that ended up being his really his only option. So, yeah, I think that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. You know, if something happens where he, you know, gets to Ole Miss and, and it doesn't work out and he, he doesn't win that starting job. I think he's, I think he's kind of stuck there to be honest. Um, okay. So yeah, that, that'll be interesting to to see. Where, where, where's the fan base with Mike Gundy? He's been there for 20 years. He's won a ton. Um, it's not necessarily a program that's won big prior to his arrival. He had a couple of bright moments, but but Mike Gundy's done an amazing job. Now, he kind of does and says whatever he wants, whenever he wants. I don't think he probably really answers to anybody. Is he doing enough uh, to where people are still excited about him or like what happens in so many places has coach fatigue set in? Cody? Um, yeah, I think, I think he's learning that he needs to, needs to adapt to, to modern college football. Um, you know, he was kind of, I don't want to say against the transfer portal because they had, they had brought in transfers that, you know, actually panned out and really helped them to, you know, give to the, the big 12 title game a couple of years ago. But, you know, I don't think he, he saw what the transfer portal was going to become as far as, you know, teams having you know kind of a, a mass exodus and then having to you know bring in um you know more than a, a dozen guys out of the portal you know they lost 16 scholarship players this um this past you know window or whatever and they added um i believe they're at 13 um guys that they picked up out of the portal so wow. you know i i don't think he necessarily thought that would be the case as far as you know how recruiting would go and, you know, obviously, you know, maybe next year they, they don't lose as many and then you don't have to, you know, go to the portal that much. But, you know, I don't think he, you know, he kind of predicted, I believe it was back in October or November, that he thought the portal would, would slow down this year and that it wouldn't be as, as big as it had been a couple in the past, you know, two years or whatever. And here we are, you know, numbers are just as high, if not more, than what they were um, last year and the year before that. So, yeah, I think he's he's learning to that he needs to adapt to modern college college football. Um, you know, the the whole NIL stuff is involved in that too. Um, you know, he kind of kind of stayed away from that. Um, you know, as it was starting up, uh, and you know, maybe he kind of thought that there'd be more, I guess, you know, rules, guidelines, or whatever, and you know, a salary cap type thing that you know I don't think we're necessarily going to get for a, a couple years until there's control over over college football. So. You know, I think he's learning that he needs to to adapt if he's going to be as successful as he's been in past years. Have y'all raised a lot of money nil Oklahoma State? Yeah, so they've got a they've got a collective, and I think they just announced um, that whatever they've collected in the past however many months or whatever, uh, I believe it was like three million something or whatever. So, and and I have no idea what that compares to to other places, but. Um, you know, there was reports that that Sanders was making, uh, Spencer Sanders was making probably close to four hundred thousand um, for NIL here. I have no idea if that's that's completely accurate or whatnot. That's just the the reports that I had seen. Um, so you know, I don't know what he's what he could make at, at Ole Miss, and you know, obviously if he doesn't win the starting job, that number is probably not going to be that high either. So yeah, it's the the whole NIL stuff is is kind of a, a crazy um, kind of factor towards college football that I don't think really people really understand, you know, and obviously with, with Mike Gundy, he's kind of, kind of learning on the fly as well. How upset Cody Nagel, Oklahoma state insider, go pokes, two, four, seven sports. 
How upset or not upset are Oklahoma State fans over Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC? Um, I think I think they want to say that they're happy they're gone. Um, but I think once they realize the the revenue loss, I think maybe they'll you know be like, okay, maybe we should have you know found a way to follow them or kept them around. Um, you know, obviously Oklahoma Oklahoma State. Uh, hasn't had a whole lot of success in, in football in, in, against Oklahoma and in that in the Bedlam rivalry. So, you know, not having to worry about that game every year um, may be beneficial. But, you know, still, you know, win or lose, it's, it's a heated rivalry that, that the state, you know, everyone gets behind that. And, you know, that game's always a big deal, whether it's football, basketball, um, wrestling, you know, really any sport, to be honest. So, you know, I think, I think losing them will be big. Um, but I think, fans are kind of excited for, for the new teams that are coming in and, you know, the, the new rivalries that will be born in, in the new Big 12. And, you know, who knows how long that, that conference will, you know, kind of pan out. You know, I think, in my opinion, I think, you know, in 10, 15 years, um, there's there's going to be two kind of super conferences in, in college football. Um, so, you know, maybe they end up back with, with um, Oklahoma and, and Texas, you know, in, in the SEC too you know, probably be called a different conference name at that point. But you know, I think, you know, eventually they're they're all going to end up in the same conference um, down the road. So, yeah, th- there's kind of split, split emotions as far as, you know, people that, you know, think that they were kind of the, the stuck up leaders of the, of the big 12 and, you know, kind of happy to see them gone. But then there's the others that, that realize just the, the financial impact that they had on the conference. You know, obviously Texas brings in a lot of money um, and Oklahoma does too. So, yeah, I think it's pretty split, to be honest. What was the Oklahoma-Oklahoma State score this year? Oh, what was it? Um, I've got it pulled up here. I can check here for a Out minute. of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Visiting with Cody Nagel, Oklahoma State insider. Go Pokes, 247 Sports. Talking about uh, Spencer Sanders, a little bit of Mike Gundy mixed in, NIL, on ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Yeah, it was it was twenty eight thirteen. OU scored uh, twenty eight points in the first quarter and then didn't score anything the rest of the way. And um, Oklahoma State had their chances to come back and um, just couldn't get anything going offensively. Yeah, mm. I think yeah that was a game I thought y'all would y'all would win or I guess play a little bit better. Um, all right, Cody, we appreciate it. Uh, thanks for your time, and uh, it'll be interesting to see if. Spencer Sanders can beat out Jackson Dart. Yeah, definitely for sure. Appreciate you guys. Thanks, man. Uh, Cody Nagel joined us on the Patron Tequila. Try Patron Añejo. Super premium. Aged uh, 12 plus months. Super premium. 100% blue agave premium tequila. Patron Añejo tequila. Broadwood Wine and Spirits. Call for it at any of your wine and spirit stores and your favorite restaurant and or bar. Please drink responsibly. Good morning. Welcome in. We have had a heck of a show today. Uh, the 730 SEC Insider hit was all about uh, TV series and movies. And y'all weighed in and weighed in heavily as Blake and I went over, you know, kind of what what are you watching? What are we watching on Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBO Max, Apple? That was a lot of fun. And then our number two, first and second segment, were all about stakes. Uh, the fact that Matt Leinart, Fox Sports, former 
Heisman Trophy winner. L.A. guy, kind of L.A. cool, goes with a medium-plus uh, temp on his steak. And then Booger McFarlane replied to Matt Leinart and said, and I go, well done, uh, which is unacceptable. And then that kind of stoked. Blake had already come in really, really salty. Blake, I call it Salty Sunday, Blake, but it was Salty Tuesday, Blake. It's weird for me to be on remote on Monday in Birmingham. Yeah, I know. And uh, so then he really, really got fired up because he doesn't like Booger McFarlane as an analyst, TV, whatever, but he also doesn't like his the temp that he calls for a steak. So, yeah, it was not surprising, though, that someone who's that awful also orders their steak awfully. Is there anybody else that you feel that strongly about on as far as sports? Uh, TV stu- people? Studio hosts? Play-by-play, color analyst, combination of the three. Oh, all right. The basketball analyst for SEC Network who played at Arkansas. Yeah. What's his name? He's got the goofy hair. Uh, he looks like he wanted to be Justin Timberlake when he came out with NC. Yes, he played guard for Arkansas. He's awful. I okay. hate that guy. His right. voice is terrible. Um, he's not good at his job. They don't really have a he's good an idiot. basketball lineup. Yeah, no. Um, he just says stupid things. Yeah, he's terrible. Okay. Um, but I don't ever watch anything he's on. I never turn him on. Um, but when he's on, Pat Brad, no, Pat Bradley. Pat Bradley is that his name? Let me let me. Um, as soon as I, I, I said that, I was like, glass in my eyes. So yeah. I don't even have my glasses on. As soon as I said that, I was like, I don't think that's right, but maybe it is. I don't know what it um, is. He, Pat, he, so, yeah, it's Pat Bradley. He every now and then does I I think color. He actually played under Nolan. He every now and then will do color commentary for games. I'll turn it off. I'm just not going to watch it. Um, he's absolute dog doo-doo. Um, so him and Booker McFarland, I don't know who else. Okay. There's not a lot. I Anybody mean, at the national pro level? See, I like Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. I do too. I liked them in Fox. I actually liked Greg Olson this year. I thought he did a pretty good job. Greg Olson did a good job. Um, I I like Nance Collins, and Romo. I love Jim Nance. I said this in our fantasy chat Sunday. I was like, I could listen to Jim Nance. Like as soon as he starts talking, I'm like, it's football. That CBS yeah. music yeah. and Jim Nance. I just like it. That that's awesome. Yeah. I don't know who. There's not Speaking a lot of, of other people that I just despise on TV, but they're okay. definitely two of them. Was Chris Collins work kind of in that? You know, I don't like, Gary I don't Danielson? hate him. Now, Gary is, the, See, the, I like the Gary. SEC loves to hate Gary. I loved Vern and Gary. Okay. I thought Vern and Gary were fantastic together. Yeah. Does Gary Danielson absolutely like bow to the throne of Nick Saban in Alabama? Yes. 100% he did. Was he biased? Absolutely. But every other game he calls is saving. But it didn't matter to me. I mean, right. it was whatever. Like, I knew he was going to be biased. I thought Vern was great. Um, I don't know. There's not Vern, really. Vern was entertaining for sure. Yeah, there's not very many people that I would say I despise, but I Booger McFarland is the top of the list. Gotcha. For sure. Let me see how we're, how we're looking for this weekend. So, Fox will give you Olsen. Yep. And CBS is the late game with Romo and Nance. Yeah, which should be a fantastic AFC call. Right, Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson? Yeah. 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 All right, so 2 o'clock kick Sunday. 2 o'clock kick, 49ers-Eagles. And Bengals-Chiefs are 5.30. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Boy, those are tight. Close lines. All right. 
As they should be. Mike Dettelier went with the Eagles and the Bengals to go to the Super Bowl in Glendale, Arizona. Thanks for listening to the show. We had the great steak debate. It'll be on the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Search Out of Bounds with Bow Bounds. The 730 SEC Insider hit was wild as we got into Entourage, uh, House of Cards, Sopranos, Cheers, and Game of Thrones and everything else. So that was a lot of fun, too. Thanks for listening to the Out of Bounds show on ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.